Because why don't you go ahead and start off the show? There we go. <laughs> what is this, our fourth show of 2021? I don't know. Well, you should know. Hi, I'm Londres. And I'm Eric, but you can call me Tello. This show is a family-oriented show, but it's oriented from the adult perspective. We talk about adult situations, and very often we use adult language. So if there's any kids in the room, kick their asses out. They don't belong here right now. Unless they want to learn something about life. Right, this may not be suitable for children. And I'd like to add, I don't want to make anybody mad, and I love my family and friends. I do too. Our last episode wasn't suitable for children. I don't think any of our episodes are suitable for children, even though my your child chil- was part of the last. <laughs> yeah, I was say, even though my children were in it, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to hear that one. I'm excited to hear all of them play back, but excited to hear what when that that episode drops. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were excited to hear the music live of, again as part of our show. Of course, always yeah, got, got some new equipment. Yeah. Ah, I'm excited. I hope this makes the show sound sound. Obviously, it's going to make the show sound better, and obviously, it's going to make us be more professional in the way we speak. As I just set an example by stuttering over myself. That's weird. Yeah. One thing I did notice editing the last show, I think I interrupt too much. So I'm going to try and keep it quiet. This show. Go ahead, guys. What you got to say? Keep it quiet. That's not good. <laughs> you can't leave it all up to me. We'll be in trouble. Oh, um, well, I, I decided to take my glasses off again because there's the reflection. See that reflection. It's pretty crazy that I didn't get the right glasses. Yeah, it's weird. I wear my glasses all the time and I don't think I have a problem with reflection with the reflection. No, my, monitor. Uh, my glasses were not. I specifically had I didn't order them with any special anything on them because like, let me get the one with the extra reflective coat. <laughs> Cause I just wear them at night or when I'm around the house, you know, but, um, did I tell you I was having some eye issues? Uh, you had mentioned it, but can you tell me a little bit more? So, um, one day at work, I just started seeing this. I don't want to call it flashes of light. Cause it wasn't light. It was just looked like a snowflake, a clear snowflake that was blinking. Um, what I guess maybe on the left side of my eye, outer left side. And again, at that time, I didn't know which eye because it kind of threw me off. It only lasted about 10 minutes, but it impaired my vision. Like I could not see my, I couldn't read anything on my computer screen. It might be a tumor. It's possible. No, you're supposed to say Um, it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. (laughs) Um, well, I say possible because I had to get up because it was kind of freaking me out like cause I couldn't see. Nothing blocked out, but it was just blocking my vision. And so I got up, walked to someone else's office, and I said, I'm sorry. I said, I- I'm just having a little bit of trouble seeing right now. And so she kind of looked at me like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Then my head started hurting. So she Googles it right there in front of me. She's like, man, you need to get to the doctor. You could be looking at a stroke, a detached retina. She's like, you just, you need to call your doctor back now, you know, go, go, go. So 
let me back up. Before I walked down to her office, I actually called the optometrist and got an appointment for that following for that Friday. We were just on a Monday, okay? <laughs> I was able to get into the doctor on Tuesday. I couldn't figure out it didn't last longer than 10 minutes. So I go to the doctor, he examines me, and he's like, all of those things that your coworkers and family were telling you are possibilities of what you're describing, stroke, detached retina, or migraine. What a bedside manner. Right? I was like, well, let's start. He was like, but we need to rule out all of those worst case scenarios. I'm like, okay. He's like, but I never get migraines. He's like, well, if this is a migraine or the onset of migraines, then you need to get with your PCP and- Your drugs? Yeah. (laughs) Angel dust? Primary care physician. Oh, 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 okay. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, man, I shouldn't say that. Oh, yeah, no. Get with your primary care doctor. (laughs) Your PCD. (laughs) So, anyway, so we rule out the mini stroke. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, thank God. (laughs) My golf game. Because I had, he says, oh, my goodness. We need to get you, you know, into a specialist. He like calls his insurance lady there in the office on speaker. And he was like, uh, Miss Taurus is medical. She's not here for routine uh, eye exam. Coder as medical. And I was like, okay. Then he gets back on the phone. Uh, we need to get Miss Taurus into retina specialist, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, should I be freaking out right now? Wait. And he's like, is he a fan of the podcast? Was he giving you special treatment? <laughs> I feel like he does. He's super cool. <laughs> I need to take him a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I have a hole in my butt. <laughs> I have a hole in my, well, he told me my right retina. So he gets me into a specialist the very next day. And he tells me I have a hole in my left retina that my right eye is okay it's my left eye and i need to have laser surgery maybe you should get a third opinion just well, make sure huh. yeah third opinion he's like i don't feel comfortable waiting longer than three weeks for you to decide what it is that you want to do my decision was do i want him to laser off all of the areas of my eye or just the whole, because there are other areas that have very thin tissue. The retina is very, the tissue around it is very thin and it could tear. Oh my goodness. So he wanted me to decide when, if, if I wanted to do all of the eye or just the whole. <laughs> so I was like, decisions, decisions, what do I do? <laughs> do you want to do the whole eye or just the eye whole? <laughs> so he says i don't feel comfortable waiting longer than three weeks for you to let us know and i said you don't feel comfortable i have a hole in my eye it's giving (laughs) me headaches he walks out and he tells his nurse uh she needs whatever code blah 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 blah. she's a podcaster he's like (laughs) he says i don't feel comfortable waiting longer than two weeks (laughs) so he told you three weeks and told her two weeks And he walked back in the room and you're like, look, doctor, I'm not really comfortable waiting more than one week. Let's get this taken care of. 
So we get it scheduled. I actually was scheduled for the very next week, the week from that I went in. So it was a Wednesday. I get in. They didn't have my name listed in the. What? Yeah. Did you tell them you're a podcaster? Yeah. I said, (laughs) number two is here. Get your shit together. I need to fix my whole eye. (laughs) I need to fix my eye hole. No, I need to fix my e hole. (laughs) So I go in. They numb. I mean, I waited forever. They numb my eye. They and I feel like he actually used a needle to put something in there. It was crazy. And it didn't pop. No. Mm -mm. No. Then they stick this gel on top of it. It's it's just so weird. My eye was feeling. Is crazy. it grape or strawberry? It looked like it was a clear gel. <laughs> okay. So before they add the flavor. <laughs> yeah. No, is that like the the numbing gel or or what is that? I have no idea what that gel does because they had already numbed it. They oh. put these drops in there to numb your eye, where they can like touch and do all kinds of things. Oh, it's crazy! <laughs> oh, that just gave me a weird feeling. Yeah, think, well, how do you think I felt? I don't know. So they finally get me all set up. <clears throat> they move me to the laser room, and it's this chair and this piece of equipment next to it. I'm waiting there about 15 minutes. He finally comes in. He's like, okay, we're going to get this done. You ready? And I was like, I guess, you know. So yeah, I, like, don't worry, Doc. I've taken care of it. I've been staring at this laser pen for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> no. So he turns the light out. He lays my chair Does he back. Does he put music on? <laughs> no. I was like, if you close that door, I'm going to get caught. <laughs> a careless whisper. Yeah. Light some candles. Oh. So he lays my chair back and he's like, okay. So he starts to talk like saying, okay, I'm going to get myself together here. And, and then I hear him like making this clicking sound like, so whatever that. he's whatever he's hitting, like he's oh. pushing something, and then I hear him say, "That's odd." That's exactly what you want to hear your doctor say right before you have some eye surgery. Uh oh, I was like, uh, "Can we turn the light on?" <laughs> <laughs> I can't see what you're saying. Uh oh, about. So he's like, "Well, just just give me a minute. I'm sorry. There's a little glitch here with this equipment." And I'm like, this is a sign, dear God. This is the sign. Just not today. It's not the day for me to be having my whole eye <laughs> repaired. The laser light on the machine, the equipment, was out. It it wasn't working. You couldn't so, relight it with a cigarette light or anything? No, he tried. <laughs> he tried. He's like, uh, let me reboot it. <laughs> Did you try kicking it and hitting the side of it? No, because I was still well. By that time, he had he had lifted my chair back up where I was in a sitting position, and he's like, "I'm so sorry." It's like, he's like, "I just, I don't." He's like, "I feel so bad. I this doesn't happen." I'm like, "Of course it doesn't. Only with me." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm the one that before. <laughs> I'm the one that took the half day off from work and now usually, i have to go back with a numb eye <laughs> usually my equipment works you're the first woman this hasn't worked on <laughs> i said i have the same problem with my equipment at home for the podcast oh the podcast oh my goodness so you didn't get eye surgery no he tells me i don't he's like i'm gonna leave this he's like i don't know what to tell you he's like i'm so sorry i said well i'm gonna do whatever you tell me 
จอมา He said it's not you it's me <laughs> Don't take it the wrong way I have to find some I have to work on myself Your eyes are wonderful it's 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 my equipment So you never had the eye surgery? No. How many weeks has it been? It's just been. Uh, it, this was this past Wednesday, so it's not even a full week. So you have one more week before he becomes more yeah. uncomfortable. So my options are either to drive to Houston to their office in Houston. Um, he was off Friday, but he said he would have someone give me a call within a couple of days. So I'm thinking by Monday. If I don't hear anything by Monday, I'm going to call them back and I'll drive to Houston because I cannot. Uh, when I looked at my diagnosis sheet, I was like, I'm high risk for for it to detach for that hole to tear, and I could go blind. Oh my god! Yeah, which would cause a, a very more. I mean, a, an intense surgery. For retina detachment, it's crazy. Yeah. I was like, I mean, who, who gets a hole in their retina? Uh, I don't know. That's that's creepy. That's scary. Yeah. So, all you listeners, please get your e holes taken care of. Yes. Don't don't think. Oh, that was nothing. I see things all the time. Shadows, all kinds of things. Oh, no. yeah, that's probably ghosts. If That's you're seeing true. ghosts and you don't believe in them, get your eyes checked. There might be something wrong with them. Yeah. Speaking Dang. of ghosts. Oh, Lord, go ahead. No, I mean, I wear this red bracelet for protection. From ghosts? <laughs> From any bad juju. And ghosts, I think, are bad juju, right? What do you think? I, I think they could be. They, you know, there's, I guess there's Casper, who's a friendly ghost. That's good juju. He's the only one. And then there's Poltergeist. That's the bad one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Where did you get that red bracelet? My sister-in-law gave it to me. Um, Can you hold it up for me to see again real quick? Yeah. I'll, in fact, you know what? I'm going to just take it off real quick. And it So it's red. Yeah. With, so uh, what, what is that? This is uh, St. Jude actually in the middle. Okay. Mine's a little different, but... These uh, bracelets have become very popular uh, for protection against bad juju. Uh, most of the bracelets have what's called like an eye on it. <laughs> what's uh, called an eye? <laughs> pop quiz. Do you know what St. Jude is the patron saint of? San Julas? No, I don't. He's the patron saint of lost causes. You know, somebody said it was St. Jude. I don't know exactly who is who's on it. It could just be Jesus. I like that it's St. Jude, that, that you're wearing a patron saint of lost causes. <laughs> and we're, we're re- resurrecting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be the patron saint of, of uh, podcasts as well. Yeah. So the other day, I was on the phone with my sister, Andrea. And I was like, we're, we just like vent about work shit. Like it, we're just going at it. She's just letting it all out. And I said, well, sister, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on at my job. I was like, what do I do? It's just like, sometimes there's so much negativity. And she was like, girl, you need to get you that red bracelet. And I'm like, I have one. She's like, you do? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I said, I've been wearing it probably for about a month now. Since Imagine how bad it would be without that red bracelet. Oh my gosh. So she's like, She's like, I got one on too. 
She's like that because these ladies at my job they don't play. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. So I've noticed at work most of the Mexicans, Hispanics have the red bracelet on. <laughs> I've never. I'm not too familiar with that superstition. That's pretty cool. Which is yeah. Which is cool because today I'm going to talk about some Mexican superstitions and oh, that, cool. that red bracelet is something that I saw in there, but I have never really heard it before. So this is pretty cool. Yeah. It's um, the red bracelet, even though mine has a saint and I'm, I mean, we can say it's St. Jude cause that's what somebody told me, but I can't see. So anyway, cause uh, you got that hole in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's usually they have an actual, uh, the little, the little, uh, the little metal thing in there is an eye. It's like to prevent ojo, like to protect you against ojo. So yesterday, I seen our our well, little just, cousin. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, just to give a little preamble, ojo is. It, you might be familiar with the evil eye. That's ojo. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get a little bit more in depth. Go ahead. Yeah. So Sorry, um, our cousin, our cousin Sarah, ha, I, I actually seen her yesterday, and she had on a red bracelet. With tons, I don't want to say they were eyes because I didn't look at them, but she had like little dangling. Like charms. Little, yeah, on her red bracelet. I was like, that's pretty cool, Sarah. I was like, yeah, you, I said, you got your red bracelet to keep that bad juju away. And she's like, I sure do. She's like, and I got one on my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> keep the dogs and ants away. I was like, damn. Head to toe, covered. <laughs> yeah, I've never like, heard that. That's That's pretty cool. You haven't? No. Man. Because I live in a world mostly of science and logic. Uh, but I think, I'm, I'm also still very gullible and, and superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just haven't heard of that one. One more story about the red. Um, it, was, it wasn't a bracelet. So when Isabel was born, I guess maybe she was two months. Probably She was less than six months old, okay? We took her down to Matamoros and... Uh, Luis and I went out with my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law babysat Isabel. And when I got when we got back, we had her in a little playpen. Uh, that's where she was sleeping. <laughs> anyway, she had a red thread, like a red look, thread. Yeah, like a little like it was rolled up in a little ball and it was stuck to her forehead. And so the next morning, I asked my mother-in-law what that was for, and she was like, for ojo. She was like, she didn't cry at all, but I just wanted to, you know, keep her safe and put the little red thread. So I actually had, I think our cousin Felicia told her about the red thread, Julie about the red thread. (laughs) Had they heard of it before? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, because that was something that I ran across. I didn't include it in here because I was like, I never heard that. But here you are saying. Yeah. That your extended family is not only aware of that, but practices it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, isn't that cool? We'll we'll take a break real quick, and when we come back, we'll talk about some Mexican superstitions. Sounds like a wiener. Hey, are you enjoying Number 2 Podcast? Would you like to support us so that we can keep making these great shows for you? Cuz, why don't you tell them where they can go? Hit us up at campfirepod.com slash support us. That's C-A-M-P-F-Y-R-E-P-O-D dot com slash support us. Support us is all one word. You can support Number 2 Podcast directly with a monthly donation for as little as 99 cents per month through our anchor.fm website. 
or scroll down a little more and you can click on our merchandise link and that'll take you directly to our Amazon store where you can buy one of the shirts that we offer. And if you pick up anything else during that visit, we'll make a small commission at no extra charge to you. That's right. Listen in style, pick up a badass shirt, support us at campfirepod.com slash support us. That's C-A-M-P-F-Y-R-E-P-O-D dot com slash support us. Oh, that was a restful break. Yes. My lips were sealed. Thank goodness. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some Mexican superstitions. Oh, yeah. I did a little research on just superstition in general, and I found this article from Medical News Today written by Anna Sandoyu. I hope I'm saying that correctly. No offense if I got it wrong. But it's about how superstitions affect our psychology and well-being from Medical News Today. Imagine that. I didn't know it had any effect whatsoever. Oh, come on, cuz. It has, actually it has, it's shown to have a negative and a positive effect on some people. Mm. Well, I believe that with my red bracelet that everything is happy-go-lucky and nothing can come my way that's going to. See, that's a positive effect, even though you're being ridiculous. (laughs) No, I'm I'm mixed on it, but uh, I f- it's some interesting stuff. So, um, I pu- I pulled some uh, some excerpts from the from the article, and it goes on to say that we often believe in them, even though we know on some level they can't be true, right? You know, yeah. like that, that red bracelet, it's just a bracelet, right? Right. Yeah. But there's a little part of you like, hey, if if it'll help, if it if there's anything to this, why not? It's like a to me, it's like a reminder. You know, like I'm protected always. Okay. It's not so say like it's the bracelet, but anyway, yeah. So go ahead. But but like people aren't the only ones who have like superstitious things. Like even in some businesses, you'll see superstitions being presented. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, do you have an example? Like hotels. Exactly. What about hotels? They don't have the thirteenth floor. Yeah. So why? <laughs> because it's bad luck, <laughs> or at least it's perceived to be bad luck. Um, a lot of airlines skip the 13th aisle or the 13th gate for that same reason. Um, as you mentioned, hotels don't have a lot of high-rise buildings, don't have 13th floors. Even uh, hospitals sometimes don't have rooms with the number 13 in them. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just hotels, like all the other pla- other businesses. Yeah, I, I didn't either until I was doing research. The thing about the hospital room, like I just thought like, you know what's the big deal? But I guess if you're in a hospital, you 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 want all the the best luck you can get. So you're gonna go in there wearing a red bracelet. And like, don't give me any room at thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> or don't put me on that. the sixth floor in the sixth room. Then the sixty sixth room. Oh my goodness, hell no. <laughs> so uh, superstitions and anxiety often go together as well. It says that superstitions may have survived so long because they can have a soothing effect by relieving anxiety. Really? I can believe that. Yeah, I can believe that. Um, there's a quote, superstition has its roots in our species' youth when our ancestors could not understand the forces and whims of the natural world. Survival of our ancestors was threatened by, predata- by predation of other natural forces. So superstitions have evolved to give us a false sense of control over our outer conditions. And they give a couple of examples. 
so that you have control over the bad luck? Like, what do you do when a black cat crosses your path? Uh, turn that car around. <laughs> no. But what But what? What do some people do? They like, do the sign of the cross. Exactly. To protect them from that bad luck. That so bad boom, sign of the cross, yeah. bad luck is gone. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. do you do when you spill salt? Duh, you throw it over your right or left shoulder, I guess, depending on, yeah, your left shoulder. So, boom, bad luck is gone. So, you've yep. done something to control that environment. Like, yeah. you, you know, you had bad luck, uh-oh, you do something, the bad luck is gone. So, it gives yeah. you some control over the situation. Helps to ease the anxiety of, of that situation. But there are some superstitions that have been shown to improve performance. Oh, yeah, like uh, sports exactly they'll wear so like dirty you know jock strings whatever they're called is jock that, strings is that what it is jock straps <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they wear a, re- a dirty red jock string around their <laughs> around their wrists <laughs> i think this whole eye hole thing is affecting me mentally you're a real eye hole <laughs> so Stuart vice who's a former professor of psychology says there's evidence that positive luck enhancing superstitions provide a psychological benefit that can improve skilled performance. There is anxiety associated with the kinds of events that bring out superstition. This can help increase self-confidence. So like, as you mentioned, the lucky, what'd you call it? <laughs> jock, <laughs> jock strings. strings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like some players have lucky jerseys. Uh, I didn't know this, but you know, Michael Jordan, uh-huh. you've heard of him. The basketball player. Yeah. A yeah. star of, uh, of uh, Looney Tunes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. So Michael Jordan wore his University of North Carolina shorts under his uniform in every game. So his, oh. his college sports shorts, I didn't know this. He wore them under his, his professional uniform every game. Damn, I didn't know that either. You know Serena Williams? Yeah, the tennis player. Yeah, the tennis champ. Yeah. One of the greatest players of all time. Yes. She sometimes wears the same pair of socks during a tournament run. Like same pair from like? Like if she, get, I guess if she gets on a lucky streak, she just keeps wearing the same socks. Oh wow! Uh, Wade Boggs, do you remember him? He was a a pro baseball player. Nah. Uh, he was commonly, or at least to some people, referred to as a chicken man, because one of his, part of his routine, he had a strict daily routine that included eating chicken before each game. <laughs> like fried chicken, chicken strips. Uh, I, just I chicken. guess just just chicken. Yeah, he'd he'd go kill a raw chicken and, and drink it. No, no, no. It's, it's probably fried chicken, yeah. That was just part of his routine. Like before a game, he'd eat chicken. So they, they refer to some of this as cheap superstitions because for a lot of people it's better to pay the cheap price of superstition rather than tempt fate for the costly outcome of the bad luck. So like if you don't want to jinx anything, it doesn't cost anything to just knock on wood. Yeah, or crack an egg and put it in some water. You're getting ahead of us, cuz. <laughs> I need you to slow down. We'll get to that. <laughs> so there's a lot of superstitions in the Mexican culture. So I, I look some of them up and I'm going to run these by you and you tell me if you're familiar with them and if you had any experience with them. Okay. And I'll share some of my experiences. So this is one that's been with us. I know since childhood, if you stare at a dog while it takes a poop, you'll get a sty in your eye. Duh. Everybody knows that. Right. Yeah. So how yeah. many times have you seen a dog take a poop? Oh, I have to 
there's we have two boxers and when i look out my bedroom window and i see one of them taking a crap i'm like oh my gosh don't look, don't <laughs> exactly. look, don't look at the dog y'all don't look at the dog yeah like the dog that was just barking here i'll, I'll look through the kitchen window just in time to see it coming out like soft serve ice cream like and i look away but really like i know that me looking at something disgusting isn't going to have a physical effect on me yeah it's now if you went and as, touched the poop and then rubbed it in my eye. That would be different. I'd probably get an eye hole. <laughs> That's how you got your eye hole. Because <laughs> you saw your dog poop and it gave you, <laughs> instead of a sty, it gave you like an eye hole. Yeah, and it's got fluid in it too. So oh yeah, my goodness. Possible. So you watch gonna, the dog pee too. I'm going to talk to the doctor about that. I mean, look, I figured this shit out. <laughs> it's my now dog cleanse, shit. Now cleanse me with an egg. <laughs> stop. You're getting ahead. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> No, so it's probably just like, it's gross to look at a dog taking a poop, and you don't want your kid looking at the dog taking a poop, so you, it's probably just a made-up story to, to get them not to look at the poop. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. Except for now, we, we have some evidence that it might be affecting your eye. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so have you, have you heard of this one? Because you live in a super Mexican family. If you drop tortillas, you'll have a lot of visitors at your house. Not drop them. I've heard like if you are warming them on the comal or the griddle or whatever you're warming it on and it starts to uh, like bubble up, like the air starts to rise in it, that I heard that that means a lot of visitors. So it's a similar sort of thing, but not quite the exact. Yeah. So one of the explanations that I found for this was given the size of most Mexican families and their propensity for large gatherings. Mm Mm-hmm which pre-pandemic or even during the pandemic sometimes unfortunately yeah you get a lot of visitors we have a pretty big mexican family yeah so it's not uncommon to have visitors and if you eat a lot of tortillas it's not uncommon for you to drop them from time to time that's correct. or to see them bubble up yeah, yeah. it's probably like yeah it's one's probably not <laughs> causing the other it's just coincidence <laughs> there you go <laughs> but it's fun yeah it's like, oh, man, I dropped a tortilla, locked the door before the family shows up. <laughs> so have you heard of this one? Uh, a child must relieve, must re- must receive a token gift known as a bolo mm-hmm. when they are baptized or yeah. they will fart a lot. Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> it was for those reasons. I just thought we, we just did the bolo at baptism. I was like, um, I thought it was like to bring good good vibes good things for the child well yeah they fart a lot that's bad (laughs) well some kids i don't know i mean yeah we would have to get quarters yes like like i mean 20 dollars in quarters really aren't that many quarters when you're throwing them out to a group of 15 to 20 people okay everybody just grab one (laughs) just real quick for the audience uh how many quarters is 20 dollars worth of quarters 40 isn't it 40 well how many quarters in a dollar four and there's 20 dollars worth so what is that <laughs> is it 50 <laughs> i know four, this i used to work at a bank so i would even four times 20 is 80 there you go you got 80 quarters there's 80 quarters and 20 dollars what what did i say four 50? 20 20 quarters and then you're like, it's not 50, is it? <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry, cuz. I didn't mean to embarrass you like that. 
That's exactly why I asked you the question. I meant to embarrass you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was mean of me. Where were you? You're we? such an eye hole. <laughs> <laughs> Is it e hole or eye hole? I would just say eye hole. Okay. I like that better. <laughs> You're an a hole. Okay. So you've heard about, so you've heard a variation of that. Like the oh, bowl yeah. Is, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, what about this one? I know you've heard of this one. If you're pregnant during an eclipse, what do you need to wear? A seguro, a safety pin. Yes. So it says you need to wear. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, you, sometimes you can wear red underwear with the seguro too. Okay. I haven't heard that part, but mm -hmm. definitely the safety pin. It says if you're pregnant during an eclipse, wear a safety pin near your belly. If you don't, what could happen? The baby could be born with all kinds of deformities. Yeah. Oh, man, I was scared, especially with, uh, I think, Isabel. She was my first, so I was like, man, keep all that bad juju away. Exactly. And again, it's like one of those cheap superstitions. Yeah. There are other cultures who aren't affected by this superstition. Like, not every, it's not something I've heard from my white friends. Yeah. And, you know, eclipses happen all the time. But still, like, why take that chance? It's a safety pin. It's easy to pin it to your clothes and be done with it. Yeah. It's a I wonder, cheap super, the, the yeah. cost is cheap compared to the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many times that access superstition has changed throughout, you know, did it really start off with a safety pin centuries ago? <laughs> Who knows? It might not even be centuries old. All right. Now, here's the one that you've been alluding to. Ojo. The evil eye. Yeah. In the case of a, of a child, the person who might be giving ojo has to touch the child to prevent ojo. Touch him on the head. Yes, we've heard that. Yeah. You can also protect a baby by having it wear a red bracelet. Yeah, or a thread. Yeah, the thread was the other thing. I, yeah. I left it out because I was like, that's ridiculous. Never heard of it. <laughs> In other cases of ojo, you can do a limpia, which oh, is a spiritual yeah. cleansing. Right? That's what I need for my eye. And what do you use with that? You could use yerba buena or you could use an egg. Yes, the egg. Yeah. I can't so, tell you how many eggs I had underneath my bed growing up. Explain class. that. So you take the egg and now that, okay, you take the egg and you, so I just remember my mom. I don't really remember my dad doing it. And as I got, I've gotten older, Andrea has carried on that tradition of, of doing the cleansing, but you take an egg, cold egg, and they're basically rubbing the egg all over your body, head, arms, back, everywhere, saying the Our Father or what other, what other, or any other prayer that they might deem fit for the situation. <laughs> but I think it's usually just the Our Father, and they're basically taking out the bad juju. So Priscilla got a headache the other day. We had went to the we went to Houston and we stopped to get something to eat. She's like, I can't even eat. I just got this really bad headache. And I'm like, I wonder if somebody gave you ojo. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she had an eye hole. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but so yeah, that's, the, so that that's egg, a heavy superstition in our family in particular. Yeah. Because I remember that all the time as a kid, like the, doing the egg thing and then cracking it in the glass of water. And yeah. Then, Watching putting it. it under your bed and looking at it the next day. I, I don't remember ever really seeing. I, I didn't know what to look for. Yeah. Obviously, I wasn't trained in the spiritual ways of reading eggs. 
Yeah, they say that if it's like cooked or brought up to the top, some eggs will rise up and then some will stay down and like all the white stuff, you know, the yolk, not the yeah, yolk, the, um, the the egg white. Yeah, the egg white. If it forms bubbles, like there's, it's like reading tea or coffee. You know how people do that. And yeah, and I just it. want to go on record though. My huevos cure ojo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it goes on to say the mal de ojo, the evil eye, the, the, the mm -hmm. bad of the eye, can be cast upon the innocent by someone who harbors envy or jealousy. If a stranger looks upon a person while harboring either of these emotions, they have just cast the evil eye. Since few adults can qualify as innocent, children, especially very young children, run the greatest risk of exposure to this dreaded curse and its attendant problems. So that's probably why we remember it more as kids than we do now as adults. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're trying to protect your kids. You're doing whatever you can to control your environment. Like they're sick. I don't know how to cure them. It must be, oh, I'll rub an egg on them. They'll feel better tomorrow. Right. And I don't know that people look at babies with envy or anything like that. It's just, they just find them so cute and they're just looking at them and, you know, admiring them. So or I don't maybe really, wishing they had one of their own. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Or, when I looked at knows? other babies, I was like, Oh, it's so cute. Here, take it back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> All right, so have you yeah. heard of this one? If you sweep over someone's feet? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you've just killed their spouse. <laughs> That's very similar. They'll be single forever. So if you yeah. do it to a single person, they'll never get married. I haven't heard they kill their spouse, but what is what is that one? What do you know about that one? If you sweep over someone's feet, then they'll be, that's like they're going to be single. They'll, if, if they're married, they're going to become a widow. All right, have you heard that if you have a nightmare, you have to tell somebody about it, otherwise it'll come true? Oh, duh. Yeah. Who doesn't know that? Gosh. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I just have a natural propensity to tell my nightmares just because, like, they were scary. I need to share it. Yeah. Just to, like, hey, I don't want to be the only one suffering through this. <laughs> so I didn't know that, that that was a, a superstition. I just do it because, like, it makes me feel better. Which is probably yeah. why the superstition exists. Right. You better tell somebody about it. Because then if it happens, it's your fault because you didn't tell anybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I remember my grandma talking about this. Do you have an itchy palm? Uh, if yeah. Because you're going to get money. Exactly. I've heard some people say not to scratch it because you're scratching away the good luck. Yeah. There, it was funny. There, there were both, both versions. Yeah. If you scratch it, you'll get money. If you scratch it, you you won't get money. Um, it says, is there any truth to this one? Some experts say yes, since since itching palms often signifies new internal energy moving through the hands. The left hand is the passive or receptive. So according to this, if your left hand itches, you'll be receiving. The right hand is active. Or it could just be dry skin. So, yeah, I've definitely heard that. So if my right hand itches and I need to pay a bill, don't scratch it. And that, that means I'm not going to pay my bill and I'll keep my money. No, you better pay your bills because. Damn. I know you've heard of this one. Don't put your purse on the floor. Yeah, because you won't have any money. So you'll be broke. Yeah. Down to zero. Guess what? I put my purse on the floor so much. And look how rich you are. I know. So I'm trying not to pay my bills. 
<laughs> Maybe you should start putting it up elevated. Yeah. Uh, well, like in the house, I don't put it on the floor. But I'll tell the kids, hey, pick up your purse. It's too low. <laughs> <laughs> but if we go somewhere like at work, I, I put my purse on the floor underneath my desk. It's just sitting, you know, underneath you, my desk. You need to find a designated shelf that's just for your purse so that you can be wealthy. My boss it's that puts, simple. My boss puts her purse inside her desk drawer. And she's your boss, so she's yeah. making more money than you. That's true. If you That's put how your, she got there. That's how she If you got put your purse the- in a higher desk drawer, you'll become her boss. How about that? <laughs> I'm going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm assuming this superstition started because if you put your purse on the floor, somebody could walk by, dig in it, you won't know. Somebody could walk by, take it. You wouldn't yeah. know until you go to get it. True. That's my assumption. Yeah. I don't know. I don't actually think the devil's coming to take your money, but who knows? He might. Dirty man, dirty. Uh, Stepping on a grave will cause that spirit to haunt you. No, stepping on a crack may break your mama's back. That's what I used to remember. But you don't know the one about stepping on a grave? Nope. I've always just avoided stepping on graves just out of respect for the dead. Because I can't even tell where's the grave now. There's so many like headstones that it's confusing i'm like am i walking on you i'm sorry yeah that's that, in my mind i'm like i'm not trying to do this on purpose mm-hmm. i don't so i guess in a way i do believe in this this uh superstition because in my mind i'm i'm putting it out there yeah. I, i'm respectful of your place your 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 resting place i don't mean to be disrespectful if i walk on you but not they're really dis- not in there yeah i know I, you know that and i know that yeah but like on some level, yeah, I still put it out there as yeah. just to be respectful, yeah. so that nothing follows me home. True, that makes like sense. I, you don't want to. You don't want that. Dust I don't want to bring something home. home. Yeah, I don't want to bring something home from the cemetery with me, yeah. unless it's some flowers I found. <laughs> no, I don't even want to do that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, I know people that would actually go to cemeteries like to pick up dirt. From a gravesite to do bad juju. That's creepy. Yeah. That that gave me chills. That's so creepy. Although I do want to make a vampire hunting kit. And part of a vampire's hunting kit is cemetery dirt. Oh, you're just. And I'm just right. like, uh, again. You're like, asking feels, for trouble. Yeah, which is why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I, and I'm probably not going to do it. I'm going to see if I can see if I can find a way around it. Maybe I get some yeah. blessed dirt. I don't know, yeah. but just your fave cuz Phoebe, my older sister. She used to when she would come into town, she would take the kids. It was like a a thing for them to go and drive out to the cemeteries late at night and just get scare themselves. Yeah, yeah. I've done that with friends. It's creepy. There's a creepy old cemetery in our hometown that is right next to a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, it was not well kept. Like it was just overgrown. Uh, it was like a horror movie. Yeah. Fences, the fences that had separated it from the neighborhood were like falling apart. And we'd drive through there and just never got out. Never, we were just, we stayed on the street, but it was just creepy to look at. And we'd scare ourselves. And I remember one time uh, we had a friend in the back seat. We were sitting quiet, just like looking around, and then he just screamed really loudly and just scared the hell out of us. And you know, he got a good laugh. That's what he, his intention was. 
But yeah, we quit doing that. <laughs> Not fun anymore huh, when you get scared. <laughs> so the next one, if an owl visits you, Shit. it means someone is trying to harm you or that something bad is going to happen. Yeah. What are those often called? Lechuzas. Lechuza. Yeah. Not lechuga. Lechuza. So can you explain a little bit what a lechuza is? Lechuza is like a witch. That's It's an owl that com- transforms into a witch. So if you hear it, it's it's bad. Uh, I know some of our family members, like your mom. I want to say grandma, my mom. I don't know that Marcella was really superstitious, but I, it may just because I don't remember. But they said if you hear Lechusa, you're supposed to go if you are like really trying to confront it. Uh, if you're brave. Yeah. Go outside and curse the hell out of it, man. <laughs> To get it to go away. Um, I actually pulled up something on Lechuzas too. Because I was like. There's times that I've heard an owl. There was. In our front. One party we were having. And. It was actually in the front. We had a lot of trees across the street. And. I could have sworn. Because it was huge. It was like. That's what they say. They're big owls. And. It really scared me. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, this is uh, this also crosses over into Mexican folklore, which I'd like to do some stuff about too one of these days. Mm-hmm. But one of the things in my research for, of lechuzas, I've found that one of the noise they make, which is kind of a trick to draw people out, is they sound like a baby crying. Yeah. it's. I've never really heard that. I've just heard the owl, like, Owling. <laughs> Owling. <laughs> hooting. <laughs> it's called hooting. Hooting. Yeah. Hooting. <laughs> they don't go hooting. Like, hoo, hoo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could see where that sound could be. Owling. Come on. Uh, <laughs> owling. I didn't say howling. Owling. Yeah, I know. Owling. Oh. What is that? That's not a word. It is to me. Look at that bird birding. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Anyway. <laughs> Well, I think uh, one of the things uh, cartoons and pop culture have done is made owls seem friendly and wise, like the wise old owl. Hey, Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Pop Center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? Oh, my owls, gosh. <laughs> owls are are predatory animals. They are bad mofos. Like, they hunt at night. They will take small dogs. Like, they'll, they'll, they're bad mo suckers, man. They're, yeah, if they see their target, they'll... They go to get it. They're they not- look like short, fat, dumpy little birds, but they are vicious hunters. Do their so, heads really go around? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that not a alone. full 360, but they, they can turn all the way around to and look behind them. Yeah. Oh, that's evil. Yeah, oh, it's creepy, but they're, they're like, they should be respected. They're, they're badasses. <laughs> they're Respect not friendly, the wise old owls. They're hungry predators looking to take small animals. Can't send Christmas outside. <laughs> All right, moving on. So this is one that I didn't grow up with, but I heard it from some of our more Mexican relatives as I got older. Uh-huh. If you're a bad kid, what's going to come and take you away? El cucuy. Yeah. So yeah. you're familiar. Duh. What do you know about the cucuy? 
is uh, well, just, really i don't know anything <laughs> it's just that basically it's a mexican boogeyman right yeah so i remember my mom i think my mom used to sing you know what does that mean in english Go to sleep, my my little one. If not, the kukui's coming to get you. So the, the boogeyman's, boogeyman's, yeah. And it was like a little uh, lullaby, I guess. But <laughs> it was talking about the kukui. <laughs> I remember um, your nephew Christian, his dad, who was hardcore Mexican also. Oh, yeah. You said threaten him with the kukui all the time. Yeah. And that's where I first heard about it. I was like, what yeah. the heck is kukui? Yeah. If you don't so behave, the kukui's coming to get you. Now kids, they, they're like, tell the kukui to come on. I'm ready for it. This is one I remember a lot. Don't walk around the house barefoot. Yeah, because you're going to get sick. The yes. cold air is going to hit go through your feet. And yes. you're going to like get pneumonia and die. Yes, all the time. Or if you got like an ulcer in your mouth. Oh, were you walking around the house barefoot? Yeah. <laughs> or don't go outside with your hair wet. Because you're going to get sick. Yeah. That's not how that works. Yeah, I found that out like probably 10 years ago. In your 30s? Yeah. Like that Angie. you don't get sick if you go outside with your yeah. hair wet? Yeah. You have to catch, it's a virus, a cold and flu. It's it's a virus. Yeah. You have to catch that virus. The virus isn't going to form because your hair is wet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah. You're not yeah. going to get a, you're not going to get a cold or a flu because you were walking on a cold kitchen floor. I, don't know. I still sometimes virus. believe that. I'm like, Boy, get your damn shoes on. <laughs> don't walk through the house without no shoes. Because <laughs> you have a chance to break that cycle. Oh, they don't listen to me. <laughs> Good. We don't practice it enough. <laughs> Everybody wears their shoes. <laughs> this one I've heard from you. Pregnant women can't cook rice. Duh. duh. <laughs> Scientifically proven in your household. <laughs> yeah. T- like, tell people why, what's going on. I don't know what the story behind it of like why, but when I was pregnant, you know, with all three of my kids, I could not cook rice. Like it comes out raw. Like and parts you, of it just don't Typically your rice cook. is very delicious. Yeah. And I'm like, what the shit is happening? Like as far as relatives go with recipes, you're pretty well known for your rice. Am I correct? Yeah. I think Andrea is like trying to take over though. Okay. Well, you can get her pregnant again and and (laughs) knock her out of the competition. So it's just, it doesn't cook properly. It doesn't doesn't cook cook properly. Like I go with the same method, you know, kind of brown the rice, a little bit of oil, add some water to it and top it off with the, your seasonings and put a lid on it, let it boil. And it, within 10, 15 minutes, your rice is pretty fluffy and cooked. But when you're pregnant, it th- I don't know what it is. It just doesn't come out right. It's like some parts of the rice are cooked. It's either too mushy. It's it's some parts are not cooked. It's just a total f up. So what do you think that is? <sighs> let me, let me talk to your logic part of your brain for a second. Do you honestly think that being pregnant has any effect on the physics of the rice cooking? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, l- logically, <laughs> no. You just said um, yes. I know. I was logically, talking to your logic brain, and your logic yeah. brain, just, without hesitation, said yes. <laughs> I guess because I firsthand experienced it, and you know that. Uh, logically, no. No. I mean, 
pregnant women cook all the time, believe me. Um, was it every single time that I made rice when I was pregnant that it came out wrong? No. I just think being pregnant cooking, period. Wait, 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 wait. Well, I've never heard this. So it wasn't every time you cooked rice when you were pregnant. Yeah. It was only I mean, sometimes. It was, yeah. So when yeah. you're not pregnant, have you ever had times when your rice didn't come out correct? Yes. <laughs> well, there you go, cuz. It's just a coincidence. It yeah. happens. Yeah. But it's it, ha- it seems to happen more when you are pregnant that it doesn't come out right. You think maybe because the baby is drawing so much from you that you just don't have the energy to put in there to stir and pay attention to it as much? Yeah. You're See, tired. You got a belly in front of you. Yeah, you can't you reach the person. Well. You're like stabbing, like punching you from the inside. You know, So it's not like some sort of supernatural thing. There's probably a logical explanation for it. Yeah. I mean, yes, like I was saying, thinking about it logically, do I actually think it's because you're pregnant you can't cook rice? No. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. And you're going to keep saying that. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. All right. So this one was specific to Latin. And I don't know if if, if you're aware of it because I'd never heard of it. But I'm, I'm bringing it up because you have relatives who live in the old country. Maybe mm-hmm. like the red thread thing I'd never heard of. Maybe yeah. you've heard of this. So, you know, for us, usually Friday the 13th in America, Friday the 13th is considered bad luck. Yeah. So in Latin culture... Have you heard that Tuesday the 13th is bad luck? Never. All right. So it says the 13th day of the month is unlucky when it falls on Tuesday. In Spanish, the word Tuesday is? Martes. Martes, which comes from Mars, the Roman god of war. So Uh Tuesday is a bad day for the bad luck to fall on because it's named after the god of war. Yeah. And 13 is an unlucky number. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, see if you can find out. Ask some of your your very Latin relatives, like Luis, yeah, <laughs> or his mom, or his I'll sister, ask homie. <laughs> and we'll see if we can uh, verify any of that. So this isn't really a, a Mexican or Latin thing, but uh, when I was looking that up about the Tuesday the thirteenth, I found something that says why is thirteen a bad luck number? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know some information about that? Yeah. Okay, so in the Bible, the 13th person to arrive at the Last Supper was who? Do you know? Um, Take a guess. Is it Judas? Yes. Yeah. He betrayed. Judas, yes. He betrayed Jesus. Yeah. So that's bad luck. <sighs> uh, and I might be wearing him on here. I need to no, find no, that's, that for No, no, no. Sure. St. Jude is not the same as, as Judas. Oh, okay. St. Jude. Yeah. Was an apostle. Was it's a saint. Yeah. Judas I'm thinking of, is not a saint. Yeah. I, you're thinking of the Spanish pronunciation. Yeah. So also, numerically, mathematically, 13's proximity to the number 12 is what makes it look bad. According to scientists and mathematicians, in many ancient cultures, 12 was considered to be a perfect number. Civilizations as far back as ancient Sumer based their systems of telling time around the number 12. Look at our clock. Yeah. It goes from 1 to 12. Look at our Look calendar. Look at our year. Yeah. Yeah, there are 12 months in the year uh let's see um there were i don't know if there still are but there were 12 phases of the zodiac you know 12 zodiac Mm -hmm. signs um as the number immediate follow as the number that immediately follows this perfect number 13 seems flawed 
inspiring unease throughout the ancient world. Mm. So don't know if there's any truth to that. Yeah, Couldn't 15 do the same thing? I mean, couldn't 14 be the perfect number? Well, no, that's... What what is fourteen? What's based on fourteen? I don't know. We don't have our clocks aren't one to fourteen. <laughs> we don't have fourteen months in a year. <laughs> but anything, babies could be fourteen months. Yeah, they could be, or they could or be one hundred and forty-four months. <laughs> or if they were ten years old, how many months would they be? One hundred and twenty months. There you go. You know, use your calculator <laughs> this time. So those were just some of the Mexican superstitions I looked up. Um, are you, are there any more that you're aware of that you'd like to share? Uh, the black cat. Not you, the audience. Oh. No. (laughs) The black cat. Yeah. That's pretty universal though. That's a lot of cultures. Yeah. That's not specific to Mexican. Okay. Um. All right. No. You covered them all. La Lechusa is the main one that I still find myself like, is that shit real? Like, did I just see a big ass witch bird? (laughs) I don't know if they're real or not, but I still am a little bit superstitious. So again, the cheap superstition, it's a small price to pay. Yeah. I'm willing to pay that just to, to prevent having to deal with any of the bad luck that might come with, even though logically I know that a pregnant woman can cook rice. Yeah. I'm going to say it's no big deal to wear a safety pin during an eclipse. Yeah. It's no big deal to do the sign of the cross when a black cat. Yeah. What's it going to do? What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you stab yourself with a safety pin and bleed out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, if you have any, to our audience, not you, because if you have any superstitions in your culture or your family that you'd like to share with us, please hit us up. We're numb2pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at numb2pod. Let us know what your superstitions are, and uh, we'll read them and see if we're familiar with them and uh, see how much crossover there is between our cultures. Yep. Ah, oh, just dropped some papers. If right, you find guys. yourself... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you find yourself you know, too caught up in superstitions and it's really affecting you mentally, uh, there are or, places... Or just the stress of life. Ah, the stress of life, period. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't have that? But anyway... <laughs> um. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, uh, Veterans Crisis Line, you know, there's there's people 24-7 available to listen to you or to talk with you through whatever situation you're facing. Um, that number is 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-TALK. Um, and um, that's just some some help out there for you. Yes, please get help if you, if you find yourself having a hard time. Yes. Don't. Think that you're alone in it. There are people out there who can help you. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, say goodbye, cuz. Adios.